two opinionated women with strong views they aren't afraid to express chat loudly about current affairs, families, life, and everything else that's on their minds. Perry Wise Women, the podcast, is Kelly Finlayson and Jackie Matthews laughing, sharing, and sometimes crying their way into listeners' hearts and minds. Join Kelly and Jackie and their occasional guests for a weekly escape from reality to their zany world on the Ballerine Peninsula in Victoria, Australia. Hey, Cal, how are you going? Yeah, I'm okay, Jack. How are you going? Really good, really good. This um, wind, this wind Yeah, I know. It's so windy. It's um, crazy. So I'm actually like, you know, I'm always saying, oh, I'm past everything and I'm good. But then <laughs> I had a woody on and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so hot. But then I'm like, you know, you're hot because you're running around like a lunatic, Jackie. So just calm down, take the jumper off and you'll be fine. Um, so today we've got uh, another special guest. And uh, we have a naturopath today, so somebody who has a good knowledge of women and uh, menopause because she is one and, um, and she's obviously qualified to talk as well. And so we've got Susan Byrne from Your Naturopath. And Susan is a practicing naturopath, nutritionist, herbalist, hypnotherapist working in Clifton Springs. Uh, she brings 15 years nursing before completing health science degree in naturopathy and specialises in women's and children's health. So perfect guest for our podcast today to chat about menopause. Welcome, Susan. Thanks, Jackie. It's good Thank to be welcome, here. Welcome, Susan. Nice to Hello, meet you. Nice to meet you today too. Thanks mm. for coming on. And um, so what I guess what we've been doing for the last few episodes is chatting to women about their experiences with menopause, like where they're at in menopause, what uh, exposure they've had to information and what are they doing to help themselves and, and uh, you know, what have they noticed with other women as well. So I guess we'll start by just asking you, what is your <laughs> relationship with menopause? My relationship with menopause, well, I guess um, personally have been through menopause and didn't find it too dire. Um, but then again, I am a naturopath nutritionist and I think I had a certain amount of inside information to get me through it. Um, but I work with it on a daily basis. You know, I have emails and messages and text messages and phone calls just about every day with somebody saying oh, I'm going through menopause can you help me yep sure not a problem I can help you um because that's what I do great so what what happens then if a if a woman comes in and um and that's what she's coming in for what sort of things would you find out from her the most important thing to understand with perimenopause, which is leading up to menopause, and then the menopause itself, which means a cessation of period for 12 months, um, it's not a disease. Now, that's really important to understand. It's not a disease. It's um, Caution is required, but it is not a disease in itself. And a lot of women see it as a really terrible time in their lives, and I try to turn that around to start with. It's a time when the woman is coming into her self, is coming into her wisdom. Her goddess wisdom is coming now. So, you know, nothing happens terribly easily when you're having such a big change in your life. Um, so the first thing I do is take a, a very concise history 
to make sure that I find out everything about my beautiful women. And then we work backwards from there. So whatever is going on in the body when it comes to nutritional intake, stresses in their life, um, there is a particular stress that I see with women at around about this age, and that is their children are growing up, they're leaving the nest, they're looking at their husband again going, God, who are you? I forgot that you were you know, somebody that I used to be very good friends with. And there's a lot of changes around emotions. So we've got to look at nutritional intake, we've got to look at emotions, we've got to look at the gut always, which goes with nutrition. And it, absolutely treat every woman as an individual and unique at this stage and any other stage in their life. And so what sort of things, what are the most common, I guess, like there's there's plenty of different things that women experience through the menopause uh, and the perimenopause as well. Do you find that there's something that like is really triggering more than others? Yes, insomnia. When people can't get their sleep, so what comes first, the chicken or the egg, the insomnia or the depression and the anxiety? Um, That's a very good question that we always pose. Getting people to sleep well again is very, very important now. This is where the Shardy Brigade come in. The Shardy Brigade are the women that have got kids that are growing up, that they open a bottle of Shardy in the evening and often... You won't believe this, but often they will drink at least a bottle by themselves in the evening whilst they're getting ready for dinner, et cetera, et cetera. It is one of the worst things you can do to your body with perimenopause and menopause because the short-term stress release release at that time of the evening leads to heat in the body through the night. So if we can teach people there are different ways of calming the body at the end of the day, cool the body down rather than heat it up. That is probably the number one thing that I deal with with just about every woman. I'd say 80%. And I guess that's well, that's another whole other topic as well, isn't it? Because I think that whole, and, and I think it's becoming more, well, I notice anyway on, um, on social media and it's probably because I've had my own issues, let's say, with drinking and also um my I have a really huge curiosity around sobriety and so I follow a lot of pages I suppose that you know post things like that but it's a real like it's it's probably common obviously you know in in women that age but I think that's something that started like years before when even when the kids are small like it's like that whole wine time you know like that's the thing that helps you relax when you know when everything's stressful and I suppose even now like when it's homeschooling that's the that's the thing that people like go to of like have a wine and then you know everything's gonna nothing that wine won't fix and those sorts of comments it's almost become cool it's almost become cool to be having drinks at the end of the day, which is fine. I mean, if you do it a couple of days a week and you have a drink at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not aware, so I'm not saying, gee, don't have a drink. But what I'm saying is it does change your body composition at the end of the day. So although you might feel relaxed, it really does disturb the um, circadian rhythm, so you're not going to sleep as well. It's very heating to the body, um, and you do, do wake up sluggish if you've managed to have quite a few drinks at the end of the day. So turning things like that around, even if we work, you know, on a two-week thing with with, um, nutrition and let's change things for a couple of weeks and see how you feel, 
So depending on the woman, you know, they often will come back to me in two weeks and they go, oh, my God, I feel so good. And I'm not even missing drinking that amount at the end of the day. So we, we, we can change things up a bit, but that's not the only thing. That is not the only thing. Food has a massive component to this time. So, you know, traditional Chinese medicine will suggest that this is a very hot time in your life. It's a heating time. So then we look at liver, making sure, which goes with the alcohol, I guess, making sure that we're cooling the body down with cooling foods like, you know, more fish dishes and more um, cucumber and apples and things that are cooling to the body. So there's definitely a group of foods that we would use depending on the um, individual's nutritional needs. And um, certainly, once again, the nervous system, because when you're experiencing hot flushes through the night where you're kicking the doona off and then you're getting too cold and you're pulling it back up again and then you're not sleeping properly, then you've got to get up to wee. And it just seems to become a vicious cycle. And some of those things become really habitual, especially getting up to go to the toilet. So then we work around what we need to do toward the end of the day to stop that bladder being so irritated and then the other thing, of course, that we have to look at is libido and how it's affecting you and your partner at this time and then working a strategy to help increase libido. And this is where my herbal medicine, one of the reasons for herbal medicine. Now, some people will go and get themselves a herbal medicine over the counter, like a tablets, capsules and things, which can work in the short term. And then they will come to me and say, I was taking these. They were working really well. They're not working now. That's because things have changed. And that's where as a herbalist, you can mix things, you can change them, you can take something out, you can put something in depending on how the woman, the woman is progressing until you get to a point where they're just taking a little bit every day and then usually you can get down to nothing once they've made nutritional changes because everything starts in the gut. We must look after the gut. Susan, now I know we weren't going to mention the C word today, but because we're on um, stress triggers for perimenopause and, and, and menopausal women, now we're currently, we're all working from home. So we're all together all the time and we're not, we don't have our day-to-day -day routine of getting in the car at 8 o'clock, driving to the office, driving home at 530 do you think that that is potentially another stress for women like me? Like I'm smack bang in the middle of Perry at the moment and I, don't, I can't tell one day from the, from the next, like there's always something different. But do you think that, that world changes are also responsible for our mind and body? 100%. People are terribly, terribly anxious, terribly, terribly stressed. And you say, you know, you don't know from one day to the other what's going on with your body. But unfortunately, at the moment, we do know from one day to the other that it's Groundhog Day. So we're going to be doing the same things every day. Um, so this is where we can change it up a bit. It's really important to get out and get your exercise every day, even if it's only for half an hour. Go out into the, um, normally heat will come into the woman's body at the end of the day when tiredness is starting to happen, when they're starting to become fatigued. That's and then you will get very hot. Go outside and do a few little yoga stretches. Um, do some, you know, some goddess poses, some things to just get the circulation going back through the body in the cool night air. It's really simple and it really cools you down before bed. 
Um, and meditation, Kelly, you know, if you've never meditated before, it is one of the most beneficial things that you can do at any time in your life. But going through perimenopause, menopause, and then incorporating that into what's happening in the world at the moment, there are some beautiful meditation apps, there's some beautiful meditation channels, and I would suggest that every day without fail you allow yourself 15 or 20 minutes to just come back into yourself again because you sound like you're stretched doing so many things for so many people. Um, you must look after yourself first, and that's what I try to teach every woman. They get to a point where I say, who is the most important person in your life? It always starts with children and then my husband and my children but after they've been with me for a while and I say who's the most important woman in your life or the most important person in your life they'll go me okay yeah, you you are the most important person without you everything else is not going to work properly so you must learn to stretch walk meditate and eat correctly and drink a lot of water if you've got a fire if there's a fire happening what do you throw on it not alcohol. Water. <laughs> so we've got a little fire happening in our body whilst we go through this lovely change in our lives. Throw the water on it all day. I will say I'm I'm one of those naughty, well, I don't drink shardy. I drink everything but. but I, <laughs> and I have for many, many years, but I tend to drink. I don't drink alone. I drink with my husband. Like we'll sort of, you know, have a couple. He stops though. And I continue until that bottle's empty. And then I'm like, oh, I open another one. And then I have to really talk to myself and go, don't be ridiculous, Kelly, drink water. So because I drink water all day. Mm-hmm. I drink a you know, cup of coffee. And What about caffeine, actually? Caffeine, caffeine <laughs> hits you up. Um, but I love my cup of coffee. I love a brewed coffee first thing in the morning and I will mm. always continue to have a brewed coffee first thing in the morning and I love it and it doesn't cause any problems. But if you're drinking more than a couple of cups of coffee a day, you are absolutely increasing your chance of heating up. It's an adrenal response. And when you think the coffee works on the adrenaline in the body, so you, you, you're absolutely increasing your adrenal response. A hot flush is normally an adrenal response. Getting back to what you are saying before, um, apart from the fact we're going through perimenopause and menopause, the other thing that we're doing is we're ageing which is a beautiful thing, and we're coming into the wise woman, we're coming into the crone. It's a lovely thing, and it should be looked on as a beautiful thing to be respected and admired. But as you're getting older, you need to increase your exercise, not lessen it, and you need to have the nutrients that really support your system in ageing because with perimenopause and after the menopause, you've got a greater risk of if you're gaining weight of diabetes, type 2 diabetes, of cardiovascular disease and of certain cancers in the body, of chronic fatigue, of fibromyalgia, all of these things. So this is where there is no one tablet that anybody can prescribe that will fix that. You must take yourself as the most important person in the world and start feeding your body as you would a baby that's just starting to eat. You must give them the right nutrition. Mm. Now you must give yourself the right nutrition. Yeah, it, it's sort of ABC, isn't it? Really, it just make it's just makes sense everything that you're saying. Um, but I, you know, I know that and Jackie does too, and all of my friends. We we tend to move at a certain pace. I think we have higher expectations of ourselves than anyone else. You know, and, and instead of sharing out the tasks, 
across the family, and Jackie has a bigger family than me, but I'm like, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it, oh, no, no, I'll do it. <laughs> and, um, but I'm lucky and, and I, I know I'm lucky um, and Jackie knows what she's, we talked about it, that my husband, we split everything 50-50. Like he'll do, he does some of the shopping and, you know, and shares the cooking and house cleaning and, but he's he's 12 years older than me, so he's a lot more sensible than me. <laughs> you will, Kelly, you will find that if you can relinquish some of that stuff, you will be much, it will be much easier on you, but that comes with time too. And you, like my daughter said to me at lunchtime today, I have four children and one of them is high functioning autistic, so it's been a very busy time. They were two, four, six and eight when I was doing, I was in nursing bank at the time and I went and did this degree. So they were quite little um, and I had a nanny and I had an ex-husband who was good looking after them um, then. And um, he wasn't an ex-husband then, he was a husband then. But even today, and, and I've always been in control and I was studying and I was up at 4am and I was getting all of my work done because I had to have the 4am start before the kids got up, before I got the train, before I went to Melbourne. And it was full on. I really do respect and understand what you're saying. And I was coming into my early, uh, late 30s, early 40s when I did my degree. Paisley said, and, and I've always been in control and that has to be sat there and put that back there and if you don't put it back, you won't know where it is and blah 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 But Paisley was cooking me some lunch, my daughter's Paisley, and she's cooking me some lunch today and I looked over, I just looked over at the stove and she said, I'm going to wash it in a minute, Mum. Is it all right if I just put the water in it? And I said, put the water in what? She said, the fry pan. And I went, I don't care. And I went, I actually don't care i've got to a point where i don't give a bugger what other people doing if she's going to dish me up a meal i don't care whether she puts water in the tripod or not i don't care anymore but you get it takes time it takes time to just let it just shake it off shake it off as as what's her name taylor swift said just shake it off and when people try to upset you shake it off yeah you're absolutely right and i know like when i um come to see you Susan, you actually gave me, and I'm the same, and you know, and I consider myself a wise woman, and all of those things. Uh, and you know, I'm a good mum and a good wife, and I do all the things. But you said to me, you know, your kids' life is their journey. That's their journey. They have to do what they have to do, and you can't actually pay that for them. You know, you can do what you do as a parent, but ultimately, they are their own people, and they'll do what they want you know, whether it's put water in the fry pan or whatever. Um, but since then, that has stuck with me and I suppose let it go, shake it off, but at, at the same time just like look at them and respect them for their choices and, you know, as long as they're the right choices, <laughs> the choices I want to hear what we say, yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, like I guess, you know, sometimes they do things and I'm not really like, fond of what they're doing and I don't really agree with what they're doing but I just sort of think well you know that's you've got to you've got to learn for yourself you know like you have to learn for yourself um we can't take it all on um so yeah I, I totally understand I, I like that whole um shake it off aspect definitely so when you talk about nutrition um just I guess for our listeners and you know I this is one of the things that I find as well with some women is that, 
you know, just say they go through life and, and they might not be very knowledgeable of like what to eat. They might not have, and, you know, we, I take it for granted because I've always been so obsessed with like, you know, what I'm putting in my body as far as like calories and fat intake. And, you know, you, you kind of know that, well, you're not going to drink that big M because it's full of, you know, bad things and that, you know, but other women and other people in general they just think, oh, well, that's milk. I'll drink that. Or that's, you know, that's not so bad. And what sort of things can women do besides, you know, come and see you or come and go to see a nutritionist in general? You know, are there sites that they can look at or how do they learn? There's heaps, Jackie. There's heaps of sites. And I am a nutritionist as well. The, the phytoestrogenic foods um, mostly are plant-based foods and you can um, absolutely look into that. I do find that red meat is very heating to the body. It is a heating food. So although I'm absolutely not a vegetarian or a vegan and um, absolutely will support anybody that is because, as I said, every woman has her own journey and they need to do it their own way. But there are foods that can aid in the balancing of our delicate hormonal system. So things like some good examples of of phytoestrogen-rich foods are soy products. I'm not that keen on, but they still are a phytoestrogen. Flaxseed, bean sprouts, bean curd, uh, legumes, whole grains, all of those things will help during this time. Now, as I said earlier, if, if you're coming into the perimenopause and the heating's starting to be a really big problem for you, do find yourself a naturopath, nutritionist, just to put you on the road. And then you know what to look for. Then you know what sites to go on because you've gone, oh, you know, she said that if I did these sorts of foods, I wonder what they've got in smoothies with these sorts of foods or something. So there's always ways of once you need a basic knowledge. You know, you can't read until you learn the ABCs and then you read a lot of things. So you need a basic knowledge of nutrition before you can go ahead and do your own research on it. A lot of the sites, and I've looked on a lot, and I looked at a few today before this thinking, wonder what's going on out there. You've got to be very careful that people are actually qualified in what they're telling you to do, and everybody is not the same. So, you know, you might look at somebody who's got a family history, as I said before, of diabetes, and they're putting on the weight, and it's getting a bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, and they say, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm not eating anymore, and they're probably not. The metabolism is slowing down. Their gut's getting slower. They're, they're not processing that, you know, the metabolism has slowed down. So then we, we start really simply with a bit of a liver stimulation to clear through the liver, settle down the blood sugar, and then give them ideas of things to eat. For breakfast, for example, instead of grabbing two bits of white toast with Vegemite, have a bowl of porridge. Instead of having the third cup of coffee for the day, have a chamomile, have a lemon balm, have a sage tea, have something that's going to help your body cool down. And after doing it for a while, you know, it, it sounds a lot when you're you know, thinking about it in this respect, but after you've done it for a couple of weeks, you go, ah, so there's method in her madness and she's a little bit mad, but there's method in it and I'm starting to feel a lot better because of it and that's that's what we aim for. So we need to, we need to settle down the nervous system We need to get the gut working really well. Now, remembering with the gut and as we're coming into this stage of our life, women get scared because they're not going to have a period anymore. They're not able to reproduce anymore. And even if they don't want to, it is something we can do. And when we're told that you can't do that anymore, it's like, oh, shit, really? I thought that I would, you know. 
So we need to settle in the nervous system. We need to support the gut. We need to cool the body down and alkalize the blood. And we need to offer so much emotional support because we're, you know, we all experience menopause. We all go through it. It's nothing to be scared of. It's not as terrifying as you will see on some sites. Even that little meme of the seven seven dwarfs that are hot, cold, whatever they are, and they're all the menopause. And I think, gee, that's really harsh. If you're just coming into perimenopause and you look at it, you go, oh, my God, am I going to go through all of that? No, no, you're not going to go through all of that. Menopause does not have to be like that. And that's the biggest thing. People have got this preconceived idea of what it's going to be like, and they almost look for it. They almost look for those symptoms. So I'd like to turn that feeling around and get people to look for their wisdom and look for their finding themselves again. Amazing. What about uh, supplements? What are your thoughts on, you know, uh, vitamins and, you know, I suppose HRT and all of the other things that women take? What are you, what's your take on that? I am a great believer in freedom of choice. And if a woman decides that she wants to go on HRT, although it's something that I wouldn't do, um, I think, well, we'll support, we'll support you around that then and maybe you won't have to be on it for very long. Um, one of the biggest things we need and we start to become depleted of is magnesium. So magnesium needs to be started quite early. And I started magnesium when my kids were quite young and I still take a lot of magnesium. With menopause can come constipation. And one of the reasons for constipation is, this is interesting, I've just thought of a little gem here, constipation is often a magnesium deficiency. So most women are magnesium deficient. Now, the xenoestrogens, and Paisley said, make sure you don't say things that people are not going to understand. The xenoestrogens, my daughter, she's 25, I'll listen, I'll listen. Xenoestrogens are the estrogens that we call the, the, the bad estrogens, the ones that take the receptor sites of our good estrogens. Um, they're everywhere. And if you look on my website, I've got a whole blurb on, on xenoestrogens, spot with an X and where they come from. The xenoestrogens are nasty little blighters. They disrupt our hormones. They take the receptor sites for the good estrogens that we want in our body. And the only way to get rid of, or the best way to get rid of xenoestrogens out of the body is a good bowel action. It comes out with the feces. So if you've got a woman who's hot flushing really, really badly, who's not having a bowel action at least once a day, the first thing you do is go, right, let's see what magnesium we need to put you on. Now, you can get magnesium over the counter, but everybody is individual. And the best one probably is maxitrate. So that's one. Number two, often with menopause, as the body's changing, the joints get a bit sore, not often, but occasionally with people or they've got, they've played squash, they've played tennis, they've played netball and things start to get a bit sore. So we need to settle that down with a really lovely, gentle anti-inflammatory. So we'll look at some fish oil. Vitamin C. Vitamin C is simple, it's cheap and it settles down the adrenals. So those three things would be the first thing I would look at. Back to the nutrition, always a probiotic. Probiotic every day. Clean the gut and then everything else can be absorbed properly. That's yeah. fantastic. And uh, we don't have much time left, but, uh, but uh, Kelly, do you have anything that you want to ask Susan while we have her? Yes, I do. So I've started taking, I take um, a handful of, yeah, I take my magnesium and I take my vitamin C and my vitamin D and I'm celiac, so I account for that as well as my perimenopause. 
And the fish oil is something that my mum told me about when I was a teenager because I was I did a lot I did ballet and she's like get some fish oil, you know <laughs> she just believed in it because she thought I could just you know dance and then I'd feel alright and still want to eat but normally yeah, but um now I've forgotten what I was going to say. Oh no, yes I do. Okay, ginkgo, so, ginkgo. You need some ginkgo for the memory, yeah. Ginkgo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm writing it down. So I've started taking um, some herbal. I don't know what you'd call them, menopausal tablets. Um, it's the Harmony brand. And I actually believe that it's helping me. I'm taking two a day and I feel like my brain fog is going, going, gone. I feel like I'm a little bit more, I don't know, aware of things because I suffered quite a lot, as Jackie knows. She would receive emails from me at 2.30 in the morning because I... <laughs> <laughs> that's you know when I would be up crying so I'd send Jackie an email <laughs> but I've come a long way since then but do you do you have any um thoughts on these the medicines that are um sort of herbal um and not prescribed from a doctor for perimenopause that's what I was talking about originally um Cal the over-the-counter formulations are normally herbal that are normally so they're a mixture of different herbal medicines and you find there is um semisofuga in that black cohosh is in that and they're often really good short term or sometimes they're just enough or sometimes they do nothing because they're not enough so that's they're great they're beautiful you know these are the things that we use as herbalists but the difference with making up a bottle of herbal medicine for someone is you might come in three months later and say, I feel much better, but, oh, there's insomnia now. So then we tweak your mix. So we still have the same herbs, but then we will add something to it, like some humulus or some zisyphus or something. We'll put something else in it so that when it comes to the evening, you're ready to sleep. Another little gem that very quickly I will tell you, most of us wear sunglasses all day um, if we're outside and we need to get outside it's very important to get exposure to the sun. The pupil get expo- exposure to the sun through the day because we need that exposure to release serotonin through the pineal gland so that in the evening the melatonin kicks in. So if you're covering your eyes all day and you're not getting enough sunshine, you don't have the pineal gland producing the pineal pineal gland producing the serotonin effectively through the day for the melatonin to kick in in the evening. And that's a, something that it was taught to me by another naturopath and it absolutely turned the world around. So when you walk, when you're at the clothesline, don't have sunglasses on, let the sun come in for sleep. Beautiful. How can people find you, Susan? I, I practice in Clifton Springs. I have a, an office in Clifton Springs. Um, you will find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page or naturopath Susan Byrne. I'm thinking I'm on Instagram. Yep. And and my email is your na- Susan Byrne at yournaturopath.net.au. Terrific. We'll uh, share your details in our yep. show notes. And we really appreciate your coming. And could we just yes. like say uh, another time in the future... Can you come back? Because there's so much to, there's so much knowledge that you have that just, yeah, I think that it's fantastic for our listeners. So maybe another time. I've written a book on women's health. Um, Jackie, I'm just waiting to find a publisher, but I've covered just about every part of a woman's journey. So 
coming into the crone years myself, loving every minute of it, and I love sharing information. If it helps people, it's my job. Amazing. It's been absolutely lovely talking with you, Susan. Thank you. You've, um, you've ticked some boxes that, yes, I'm on the right track in some ways and other ways I need to, I need to add some more things to those handful of things that I'm nearly choking on every morning. But anyway, um, yeah, but no, I'm feeling good. But lovely to meet you and um, I look forward to talking with you again down the track. Thanks, Kelly. It was lovely to talk with you today too. Well, thanks. Stay safe. Bye. Thanks, Jackie. Bye, Dom. Ciao, Perrys. Thank you for listening to the Perry Wise Women podcast. Jackie and Kelly would love for you to join their collection. Go to their Facebook page, Perry Wise Women, and join the group. Let them know who you are, what topics you'd like them to discuss, and anything else that's on your mind. 